Good morning and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece. I'm here with Samantha Tradelius and Jennifer Tofani. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. So we all spend a heck of a lot of time reading about what's good for our bodies, and it seems to be all centered around food and drink and consumption and, and uh, you know, what we're putting in through meals and such. But uh, never have I really considered what goes into our bodies through what I believe, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, is the largest organ in our body that is the skin. And we have with yeah. us today Jeannie Jarneau from Beauty Heroes, who is an expert in this area. And Jeannie, what do we not know that we're putting into our bodies through our skin? Yeah, well, I'm so glad to um, thank you, first of all, for having me on the podcast. I think it's, you know, you really nailed, uh, nailed it in that, you know, the, it's very important what we put in our bodies. And I feel like, you know, this is, we're talking about holistically, but what you put in your body and what you put on your body I think we should really be thinking about it the same way. Um, what we put on our skin is absorbed not only by our skin, but it's also put into the environment. And I think a lot of people aren't, you know, people don't necessarily, it's not totally mainstream that people understand that there are a lot of ingredients that cause a lot of different health concerns that are being used in our deodorant, our body lotion, down to our toothpaste and our shampoo and our skincare. And I really try to not lead with fear with Beauty Heroes um, and what, you know, the way that we approach it, but really just sort of the same way that we want to be conscious about what we're putting in our bodies. We don't want to, you know, be scared of like, of what we eat, but we do want to sort of always be improving and at, at least be informed. And I'm a big believer in the 80-20 rule. You know, we really try to do 80% really, really great. And then, you know, 20%, uh, we're all carrying a toxic load. I mean, that's just the living in this world and living on this planet. There's, you know, there's things floating in our food and in our water and in our products that we don't really want and weren't really designed to go on our bodies. Um, so there, you know, being conscious about ingredients, I think is really important. I think one of the things that I really like to lead with is that the reason that these ingredients exist in our products is because, you know, the industrial revolution sort of, you know, sparked the uh, creation of many of these ingredients because they were a way to cut costs. And before the science really caught up with that, nobody really knew that um, these were causing problems to our bodies. Okay, but honestly, if you're going to tell me that that natural rock deodorant thing works, I, I'm going I'm going to have to argue with you on that. You're going to you're going to have to convince me otherwise. Totally, <laughs> I don't think the exactly uh, the rock. That may be part of my yeah. twenty. Yeah, that that doesn't that's not going to work. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really kind of it. You know that we're in 2021, and there are so many good products out there that not only work, they work better. 
Now, deodorant's a tricky one because antiperspirant and deodorant are two different things. If you're going to make, you know, want your, your sort of healthier deodorant to stop sweat, it doesn't. But does it stop odor? Yes, there are good products out there. There's been so much advancement, not only in, you know, the functionality, but the way that they feel and they just feel, you know, that rock is like so 1990. Um, <laughs> You know, it was I mean, like the pet rock went out and that was the new use for it was to tell people it was <laughs> I don't even know if they sell that thing anymore, but I know what you're talking about. I, I found I find the whole concept of makeup and products so interesting. And it wasn't really until I met Eugenie that I really had this like moment of like, you know what? Like I don't read the, I didn't read the labels. It was just like what a product did for my face or how it made me feel. And then when I started to kind of learn more, I was like, well, shit, I, I don't want to put that on my face anymore. And I remember, um, I know this woman up in Petaluma and she makes this amazing body butter. And I was like trying to, you know, get it on my S list. And I just, I, I adore her. I love her products. And I'm like, Hey, you know, is there a way that people could buy this product from you? And she's like, I don't want to put in there the stuff that will make it not melt because it's not healthy. And so it was like, at that moment, I realized, I, I like, I don't thought back to you with like, so many makers of products, you know, are putting things in there to make it not melt, but not really realizing what it's doing to the consumer. And now that we are all a little more woke on the subject, it's like, okay, you know. Are you are you advocating for small batch makeup? Me? I think yeah. so. I think so. Small batch, small batch lotion? I think so. <laughs> I mean, but it's it's amazing when you start to like really dissect the stuff and learn about it. I mean, I find like every time I sit down with Jeannie, I'm like, this stuff is fascinating to me because I had no idea. And most women don't. Yeah. I run into that a lot with hair and people, you know, don't like scents or don't like certain textures or whatever. But Jeannie, I think what people ask me a lot are what are the ingredients you, you know, the top three, five ingredients that they should look for when looking at the shelf, like what are the top three most harmful things so that we can stay away from them? Yeah, so it's a, you know, I think there's a little bit more than three. So one of the things when I started Beauty Heroes that I created, it was the first thing that I created was a cheat sheet um, to ingredients and it's free for anybody to get anytime we're on the seventh version of this cheat sheet it's called the ingredient pocket guide and you can get it at beauty heroes um website and uh it it has the 20 i think it's 22 of the most harmful ingredients cross-referenced with the um how common they are in our products now there's thousands and thousands of ingredients that you don't want to have in your products or you want to minimize. Okay. So I don't want to like, you know, scare everybody that everybody needs to go and throw everything out, <laughs> but it is, you know, I think there's two things that I, I like to talk about. Yes. These ingredients are really harmful. Yes, they are. I don't want anybody to freak out and say, Oh, you know, I need to be scared of it. But, um, but also they're the products without them. I really, I know are so much better. So, uh, you know, there's, there's ingredients like, um, hydroquinone, methyl isothiazolinone. These are, um, ingredients that are really hard to pronounce. And that's why we wanted to put them on this 
cheat sheet. And the idea is that you actually put it, it's, we have a foldable copy on the website that you download, you fold it and you put it in your pocketbook. So when you're out at your, you know, wherever you shop for beauty, you can pull it out and kind of do it. And it's all alphabetical. And it tells you, is it flagged for immunotoxicity, hormone disruption, birth defects, cancer, um, neurotoxicity, or, and what other countries are is that ingredient banned in? And the reason why is because in America, we don't, um, we don't look at ingredients. We don't approve ingredients to be used in our cosmetics. The FDA why? doesn't regulate ingredients. Why? What they, it, it's too costly. Um, there's a little bit more of a free market. Um, you know, there's a lot of lobbies in the cosmetic industry that want to keep that from happening. So there's 13 ingredients, I believe, that are banned in the U.S., whereas the EU has over 2,000. And Japan and Canada also really regulate for ingredients. So when our brands that we work with are formulating, they are making sure all of their ingredient standards meet the Canada, Japan, and EU standard. Um, and actually, Australia does too. Um, so... But America doesn't. So like you can, anybody can sell really anything here. It's like, you know, if it starts harming you, then, then they'll, you know, they'll do an inquiry into it and see if, a, you know, then you get just, in America, you just get sued, you know? Um, so it's really a different system here. So that's why the consumer kind of needs to be more on the lookout because there's a lot of things that, um, that you can use that can be put into products sold in the United States that are not um, in products sold elsewhere. So anyway, we try to really simplify it and make it easy so that the, if your product doesn't have any of these 22 ingredients in it, it's probably like a really well formulated uh, product, but made by somebody who actually cares about this. Super and, clean. Yeah, pardon me? Super clean. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. So I watched this thing, I'm a total documentary junkie, and uh, I was on in a plane and I was watching this thing about makeup and I don't remember what it was called, but it was this whole thing about like the bootleg makeup and like stuff you buy on Amazon may be packaged in a certain way, but it's actually not what you think it, you're buying. Totally. Um, and like there's a very underground, like deep, dark, dirty world of makeup and the things that women, and like they were showing pictures of like, like, I think it was like Kylie Jenner's lip gloss or something. And these girls were having these like crazy allergic reactions because they were literally just putting like acid on their lips because wherever it was getting made. And I mean, it's a, it's a huge problem. Yeah. And these kids, I mean, and if it's cheap, it's usually not necessarily the best thing for you. Not that every price point needs to be super high, but you know. Well, that, that kind of begs the question though, because... Um, like you said, if there's, you know, if there are none of those 22 ingredients in there, it's probably made by somebody who cares. And let's go back to small batch because, you know, small batch vodka, small batch lotion, small batch makeup. But uh, <laughs> a lot of us maybe can't afford those specialized products. And so we're having to shop at, at CVS or Rite Aid or whatever it is. Is there anything in that store that potentially works if you want to have that cleaner, the, the cleaner products in your skin that are better for you and I, I'm assuming also better for the environment. 
Yeah, so there are some more uh, healthier options. I like to call it healthy beauty, you know, because I kind of feel like the products that we put on our bodies should actually be all good for us. Um, so there are some healthier options. I'm not totally up to dates on the brands at Target, but the Target's definitely got a they call it a, like a natural beauty section and that can be deceiving, honestly. So just be careful. I would go to that section with your pocket guide in hand and kind of suss it out yourself. You know, um, CVS also has a more natural product section, um, but also can be, you know, I would, I just want to, you know, I will tell you, you can go to that section and find things that are not super clean. So you have to be really careful because there's a lot of this clean washing and green washing. Sephora, Ulta, you know, it's everybody's sort of riding this clean beauty wave, but um, it's not really, some of it can be a little bit, you know, not really straightforward. And that's definitely, pardon me? I said deceiving. It can yeah. be very deceiving. Yeah. So, you know, that's why the pocket guide comes in handy. And I will say there are really good options at every price point now. Um, so there are some wonderful brands and at Beauty Heroes, we really try to um, carry products at different price points that are more accessible for people who can't, you know, we love luxury beauty and we love luxury skincare, but we really work hard at tr trying to make sure that we have um, more price points. I will say for somebody who um, the whole food standard is not what it used to be, but whole foods is carrying some uh, really, you know, if, that, if that's a place where it's sort of in the middle range where, you, you know, Things aren't to obviously totally accessible at Whole Foods, but it is definitely a, a nicer price point and they have some good options there. And, and your product lines, when you're, you know, sifting out new, new things to put on your shelves, um, how many different points of, of, you know, parameters do your products have to pass before they get to be on your shelves? Because I know you do a really thorough overview of your, your market stuff. Yeah, so what Beauty Heroes is known for is we're known for having the most stringent stand, you know, ingredient standard in the space. And I didn't do that by design to sort of make that claim. Not at all. In fact, uh, I wish more people would kind of come in this direction. Uh, but we really just look at the data and we look at the facts and we look at um, do, are, do these ingredients biodegrade? Because whatever we put, you know, put sort of into the environment is going into down our drains and into our waterways. And then it's going into our food, into going into our fish and going into our drinking water and, and all, of, all of that. So that that's a really important awesome. part of me. That sounds awesome. It yeah. goes. <laughs> yeah. I'll have salmon with a side of bad makeup. Yeah. <laughs> So it's actually true, um, you know, and we're drinking microplastics and silicones that are in, you know, our hair care and going down the drain. And there's no way to filter that out. There's no filter that's going to catch that in the water treatment plant. And keep, there's so many issues that are environmental that we, we can't even comprehend that. We've got so much plastic that's actually physical in the environment in floating in the oceans and on our beaches and all of that, that we haven't even gotten to the invisible stuff yet. So 
you know, making these small shifts in the products that we use to not use um, products with microplastics and silicones and that are fully biodegradable, I will just say, not only is it good for the environment, it's so much better for your skin. It's a better product. It performs better. So it's not about making any sacrifices. It's just really about this shift that, um, that Beauty Heroes is really like our goal is to really showcase that all of the good stuff that's out there and all of the brands who are really doing it right and connecting people and educating them on like, okay, well, try this, try this product because, you know, it really, you know, we think you'll find that it performs just as well as or better than something else um, than, you know, than the products that you're maybe more, you know, have been using for a long time. So we try to, you know, slowly move people into different, um, into, into finding their dupes, you know, and the brands that we work with, not only do they formulate with really great ingredients and more conscious packaging, so many of them have initiatives with um, environmental initiatives, initiatives uh, with uh, their ingredient suppliers, their fair trade, they're really like people who care about sort of the bigger picture and that's what I love about what we're doing here is there's a sort of reverberating effect. Um, we're supporting brands that are doing good things on the planet. Some of them are doing amazing things on the planet. And they're also making uh, great products that we love. And a lot of them are she brands, which we love even more, right? Women-owned companies, women doing amazing things. So how I um, got to know Jeannie and Beauty Heroes was through their Discovery Box, which is a monthly subscription box, um, which really kind of put them on the map. And then they opened up a brick and mortar store in uh, Marin County in Novato here, which is absolutely fantastic. The Discovery Box, tell us a little bit about that, uh, what that is, how people can get their hands on it, and you know how you choose those products each month to showcase with the world, because they're great stuff. Yeah, so the, um, the monthly subscription is what I call the heartbeat of our company. The name of our company, Beauty Heroes, was a play on the hero product. And the hero product in a brand is the one that is sort of the one every, everybody loves. It's sort of the crowd pleaser, the one that, you know, really connects with most people. And I thought, well, if I can introduce brands and forge this connection between a brand and a person like myself, a woman like myself, um, by way of their hero product, they may fall in love with them. Hopefully it brings value to their lives. And then they may want to discover more about this brand. I really believe in educating people on why product, you know, how products work, why they work, why they're, how they're made, the ingredients, uh, how they're sourced, um, and really the founder's sort of vision for their brand. Um, so I wanted to create the service to slow down PD discovery. The monthly service delivers two or more full-size products valued at $100 to often over $200. And we educate, you know, there's, we do a lot of education through the collateral that's delivered with it, the email content, the social media content. We do free masterclasses around it. We're really trying to say, hey, you know, what you put, you know, we're going to deliver products that, like I said, bring value to your life. And we want you to kind of know how to use them and 
really feel empowered. Um, so we work with artisan brands from all over the world. Gosh, I would say over 90% of our brands are women owned, um, but they're almost all indie brands. And we choose a hero product every month and it comes with a second product that we call the sidekick and uh, you get a great value. It's a total no, no brainer. And when you're a member of Beauty Heroes, you get 15, 15% off every day in our online store or in our brick and mortar store if you're in Marin County. Um, so our members who've been with us for a long time, I mean, I really created it to be a no brainer. Like you're going to subscribe to Beauty Heroes. It's, you know, we want, I wanted people to really feel like we went over and above with what we deliver every month. So we're on seven years and um, of, of delivering. We do 12 hero products a year. My whole like reputation is staked on these products. It's <laughs> you know, we hear from all of our members, all we ship all around the world. Um, and we've had members for literally all seven years. Yeah, I think we've all become, or I'd like to think we've all become a little more conscientious about the earth, the planet, our, our environment, where we are, whether it's makeup or recycling or whatever it is. You've been in business seven years. I'm really curious what kind of growth you've seen over that seven years, because I, I would think that there is a, a more, a, a bigger shift to this sort of thinking as, as more people get exposed to it. Yeah, I would say the interesting thing is our audience is growing. Um, so, you know, what used to be a little bit, you know, kind of off the beaten path in terms of products is now a bit more mainstream. But with that, there's been a lot of, you know, sort of, there's been a lot more expansion to have a, you know, clean beauty is available in more, more places, the beauty industry shifting, you know, indie beauty was a real threat to the conventional big Lancomes and Estee Lauders. Well, what they, and Unilever and everything. And now they've just acquired these indie beauty brands. They say, oh, okay, indie beauty is kind of the way of the future. Let's um, bring them in. So it's just an evolution of this space. And uh, you know, that the, it's a great thing when truly healthy beauty is growing. Um, it's not a great thing when um, brands are uh, marketing themselves as clean beauty brands when they really aren't. And I've seen just so much of that. So that's sort of disheartening, but that's normal, you know. No regulation. They can, they can say whatever they want. They can, they can call themselves clean for any particular reason. Yeah, just the I way. I read something, an article you had uh, done, and it, somebody had asked you why you started Beauty Heroes, and your answer was, I, I wanted a company that I could get behind. Like, I made it for myself. Okay. Because your background in spa and, you know, learning about the whole wellness factor, I mean, you really just kind of took an idea, and I admire it so much, and you've built this amazing company doing, I mean, I, I watch your, your master classes and your live Instagrams. I mean, you're out there, you're doing so many great things. One of the things is your blue... Blue, uh, I can't even, Blue Beauty, <laughs> which is about being good to the earth and good to the body. And it's just, it's a very um, all-encompassing kind of concept. And I really love the point that it drives home because again, and I keep saying it, so many women don't know what they don't know. I mean, I was guilty as charged. Um, being a business owner, what are some of the challenges you've seen in growing your company? Like, what is the one thing that you could say like, wow, I'm so 
I can't believe I overcame that. And here I am on the other side. And you can't say the pandemic because that one, yeah. that one's over here. That one, that one's over here. But what do you think? No, for sure. I mean, you know, the thing is like, I was a spot director, right? I was in operations, worked on the floor, uh, you know, putting together a service menu, hiring uh, therapists, you know, I studied hospitality management and that was a business for sure. What I didn't really realize when I started Beauty Heroes was that I was starting an e-commerce company. And that is a really steep learning curve. Um, and it, it took me years to even get my head around the fact that I was an e-commerce company. I thought I was, you know, I thought I was a service company. Um, By and accident, so, we have e-commerce. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, to even define yourself as that, like to yeah. even put that hat on your head and say, oh yeah, I run an e-commerce business. Now I'm, now I'm deep in it. Like now, yeah, we're, you know, we, uh, but it's only been probably in the last three years for the first four years. I was like, what do you mean? You know, and sort of also, you know, like in the beginnings, we created such in-depth content. Uh, you know, one of my colleagues said, well, you're a media company. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. I'm a media company, like go on with yourself, you know, so really like understanding how, you know, and the, the pace of, you know, social media, media, um, content, content creation, um, and e-commerce, the pace of e-commerce is so rapid and it's fascinating and it's fun and it's exhilarating, but it takes a lot to keep up. And I would say that's a big challenge because you've got to keep up or else, you know, you, 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 you're, you know, it's a very competitive space. So. So here's another good one. Uh, out of your 80% clean products, like what is your number one product you recommend? And then your other, maybe your 20%, what's, what's your product that like, what's your must have two items in your makeup bag? I mean, that's so impossible. Like, there's what are you, what are you no into? What way to woman do you know question. carries two items in her makeup bag? I mean, I know. Can we, can we, you gotta, you gotta have a little more space. Get a bigger. More like a suitcase. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's such an impossible question for, for, for me, but I will say, um, you know, like, there, I think there's, a face serum that I love, I always go back to it. It's like the, you know, it's really like the one that's kind of got everything. If you didn't, if you, if you're one of those people that doesn't like to have many different things like an AM and a PM, the Honua Aloha Youth Serum just kind of has it all. It smells amazing. It feels so good. It's super hydrating. It's, you know, it's kind of like that perfect product. And it's by a Hawaiian-based brand called Honua Skincare, and it's the name of it's called the Aloha Youth Serum. I mean, it definitely is a little bit of vacation in a bottle. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if you ask me for my top five face serums, that'd be really hard. I mean, I, there's, you know, I really like a vitamin C and a retinol or whatever. So, but that one is like. If you wanted, if I wanted to give somebody just one thing and a hero product that I think is just, you're going to put it on your skin. And I, I feel like almost everybody would be just so happy that would be um, one product. 
And then a second product that I really love is this product called Face Glow. It is a kind of daytime moisturizer primer, all in one sort of filter for your skin. You can't really see, you can't see it when you put it on, but it sort of evens out everything. It's got this mica and a little bit of tint and it's got a bioadaptive mica in it. So if you're fair, it kind of adapts fair. If you're darker skin, it adapts darker. And it just kind of blurs everything a little bit. So it's like a great product that say you don't want to wear makeup. It's a great primer to makeup. So it's like kind of under your makeup, it kind of evens everything out. But if you're not going to wear makeup, like I don't most days, and or you're just going to go to the gym, or you're just going to be home on Zoom calls, it just kind of like gives that one little layer of and it's, um, it's called Graydon Face Glow. And I think those are two really good ones to say, you know, like Did anybody. You guys, write that, you guys all write that down? I literally, uh, so first of all, I was going to uh, ask if you uh, <laughs> took the Hawaiian Serum as one of your product lines, because that would be a cool business trip to have to go visit where it's made. <laughs> so that seems like a really good reason to have them. But I'm she, sure it's, she spent I'm some sure it's time awesome. up there. She spent a lot of time in Hawaii. But, but now it's a write-off. Totally. <laughs> yes. Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> they, they both sound amazing. Yeah. Is there any, uh, is there any, uh, this, uh, this is a simple yes or no question. Is there any good self-tanner? Period. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, do tell. We just launching it at Beauty Heroes, I think next week, and it's a brand called Chocolate Sun. And it is a self-tanner company that's that meets our ingredient standard and has passed rigorous testing on our team. So yes. Okay. Also good to know, said the Irish girl. We're gonna be ready for that. (laughs) Amazing. Everybody needs a glow right now because we've all been indoors for so long that we need that sunshine. Um, Wow, this has all been very fun. I love looking at ingredients and there's tons of ingredients out there that um, I'm aware of and it gets really overwhelming. So I commend you for for, um, making your little cheat sheet and offering that to everybody. I hope everybody goes on to the Beauty Heroes uh, website and downloads the little shopping cheat sheet for ingredients. Um, and we want to thank Jeannie Jarno for joining us today and uh, our inspired listeners for listening to us go on about stuff that may not matter to you, but it matters to us. And we hope we've inspired you to do something good with your life and, uh, and the planet. So thank you, Jeannie, and uh, go out and be inspired. <laughs>